Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet her maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, it has been an unbelievable day. In a Delaware courtroom with one gutsy, no-nonsense, I say heroic judge shooting down the plea deal that never should have been made in the first place with Hunter Biden and the Department of Justice. It was a bogus deal. It was a minor slap on the wrist. And the judge saw through it. Here is Professor Alan Dershowitz saying what the decision by the judge to dismantle the plea deal, at least put it on hold and basically tell them to start from square one, what it all means. We have to open the investigation, not close it. Today was an attempt to shut it down, and it failed. And the American public are the winners. The Justice Department lost. The Hunter Biden legal team lost. We won. The American public won because this judge did her job as a representative, not of either side, but of the United States of America and its citizens. This was an enormous and rare move. And what does it mean as now there are increased calls for a potential impeachment inquiry of President Biden? Well, joining us tonight to talk about all these huge developments is the great former federal prosecutor and legal analyst, Doug Burns. Uh, Doug, wow, wow, wow. Uh, This was Really, uh, so rare that a judge would say, you know what? This just doesn't make sense. Uh, what did you react? What did you think first off that this happened and how extraordinary and unusual is it that a judge did this? Yeah, you very rarely see it. I mean, I've been in this federal criminal law field now for 30 years. Plus, very rarely does a judge uh, reject a plea agreement. Um, and you can read the tea leaves. I mean, first of all, you know, sort of disclaimer for all of us legal uh, analysts is, you know, I had said from day one, where's the plea agreement? I must review this plea agreement, Rita. Then I'm going to know where we stand on a number of critical issues. Not to pat myself on the back, but I identified the most important issue as what we call in our X's and O's trade, the immunization clause in the plea agreement. That's the key to everything. In every plea agreement, It says, quote, in return for the defendant entering the plea to the two tax charges and entering into the deferred prosecution on the gun charge, the government agrees that they will not charge him with, and it can be very, very narrow, which it almost always is, and it would say, by the way, there'll be no further charges for any tax offenses for the years 2017 and 18, and no charge having to do with lying on a gun form, period, full stop, end of story. What went on here, apparently, and again, I haven't seen the agreement, and it's disgusting, it's shocking, 
that this plea agreement is hidden from view um, is that the judge said that this, uh, these were atypical provisions in this agreement. Simple translation, the immunization clause was vague. It was unclear. They were trying to pull a little bit of a fast one by giving him too much um, immunity. Doug, Doug, yeah, you're, you are gracious. I call them in cahoots. I call them yeah. basically co-conspirators. And the judge basically said, wait a minute. Uh, like Hunter Biden clearly thought he was going to put, have this rubber stamp on today and be scot free. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but let, let me unpack something. The defense lawyers, you can't criticize, um, seriously for trying to get the best deal they can. Oh, no, uh, I don't blame them. I blame the yeah. other side who's not supposed to be in cahoots with but them. The, the, the government lawyers here, uh, there are so many irregularities about this, exactly right, um, that the judge saw right through it. I mean, but here's, here's the fascinating point, and I'll give credit to, I guess it was Professor Turley who was sort of emphasizing this throughout the day, but he's so right, is that the government got really, really cute And they basically flat out lied and they said the investigation is continuing. No, it wasn't. And the reason that they said that, Rita, is that they wanted to be able to tell Congress with a straight face, we cannot give you any information because our investigation is continuing. So they got hoisted on their own petard. You remember that old phrase? Because they walked into the court and the judge said, it's continuing, really? Well, wait a minute. Uh, are you going to potentially charge him with a violation of the Foreign Agent Registration Act, FARA? Uh, are you going to charge him with other things? And they got all flustered and the thing completely blew up. Now, going back to square one, you got to remember something. This plea, first of all, was way, way, way too lenient. You've made that point over and over and over, and I agree with you a thousand percent. That's one part of it. Number two, the whistleblower testimony and the information developed by Congress. You have to be kidding me to ram through this type of plea when you have those developments. Then number three, you get to this immunization clause issue. Okay. And then number four is the deferred prosecution issue. Deferred prosecutions are very, very rare. Just to give the audience, the listeners, a feel for what you're talking about. When a postal worker rips open one piece of mail and takes out a dollar bill, it's just a hypothetical, okay? We would give them a deferred prosecution and they would be fired from postal, okay? So in gun cases, it's rarer than hen's teeth, uh, deferred prosecutions. And it got even worse because the judge turned around and said, well, wait a minute. If you guys claim that Hunter Biden violated the terms, of the deferred prosecution, then I'm supposed to be the one to be the arbiter of that. That's unconstitutional. So again, there's just, I mean, those are four areas right there that I just ticked off that showed that this plea was outrageous and it blew up in everybody's faces today. Fortunately, I could not agree with Professor Dershowitz more. Um, This was a good day for the American people. This is what separation of powers is supposed to be, by the way, uh, back to seventh grade social studies. Seriously, you have the Department of Justice, the executive branch, acting in a way that a court should step in and block. And by the way, I know you just have a few seconds left. Uh, Doug Burns, a great former federal prosecutor. I just want to ask you also the other thing she brought up. uh, This was an amazing moment in court. She said, "Okay, well, Hunter Biden, uh, talk about some of the places you got money from. And it included Burisma. It included the Chinese energy company. And then she asked the, you know, the U.S. attorney, the Justice Department essentially, listen, um, 
Is there a chance that there could be a violation of the Foreign Agents Act, uh, which is what they got Manafort on? And they said, yeah, there is a chance. So they actually opened the door and he had to reveal to where some of the money was coming from. If anything, I think, you know, he walked out of court. And and what happened was soon afterwards, all the reporters at the White House press briefing were peppering the White House. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so talk about the money. Talk about the gun charges. Talk about it just opened like this opened an enormous can of worms and all of it pointing not just to Hunter, but to his father. But the good news real quick for everybody is that the standard immunization clause and what happened is the DOJ could not go away from that because they would have been humiliated by all the experts myself exactly they had to, they were suddenly publicly exposed and like the emperor with no clothes and they had to admit is this is unusual today, exactly that's what happened exactly that's what took place and they got blown up in their faces i mean immunization real quick is usually it is kind of a side agreement a little bit with the government because most people don't get re-prosecuted or double prosecuted seriously in other words clients ask me all the time mr burns oh my god it says that it's only limited to this district and I'm only immunized for the charge I'm pleading guilty to. So they could arrest me again. Right. And I say, look, there's an academic answer, which is you could be, but there's the real world answer, which in my 20 plus years, this goes back a while. I've never seen anybody get reprosecuted, but this is a political case. So what they're worried about, obviously, as plain as the nose on everybody's face is if the Republicans seize power on Monday, they might indict Hunter Biden on Tuesday. Yeah. And also, uh, we are talking okay. tens of millions of dollars, of too. This is Absolutely. not like uh, jaywalking either. No, it's not. Uh, Doug Burns, you are terrific. Thank you for joining us on this big breaking Thanks news tonight. Thank you, my friend. Very, very much. We'll taking your calls, you guys. You just heard Doug Burns' great legal perspective. Obviously, on the whole immunity issue, they were kind of trying to sneak it under. And clearly, it was like, hey, wink, wink, nod, nod. Meantime, As you know from Congress, they are looking into all of these things. I will just say this could be the beginning of the end of Joe Biden's presidency today. There were so many stunning allegations that came out of that courtroom that suddenly exposed Joe Biden. It was interesting because even some Democratic legal experts were coming out and going, "Uh, well, this is. A bad day for Biden. This is a good day for people like Gavin Newsom and others who are kind of waiting in the wings and would love to be running on the Democratic side. That's how bad this looked. And this is the first time that I've seen in a long time. I was flipping the channels and I was surprised it wasn't just Fox News. It wasn't just conservative outlets. It was CNN was covering it. MSNBC was covering it. Uh, then also, obviously, the networks, when the evening news came, it was wall to wall. It is that bad. And Corinne Jean-Pierre just got blasted today. Everybody was saying, well, wait a minute. He's changing his language, saying he never did business with his son. He used to say he didn't know anything about any of his son's business dealings. There's a big difference there. There is a big difference. And today she got rightfully hammered and she just clammed right up. The White House knows this is dangerous territory and the door has now been opened. You could tell that Hunter Biden came in today to court. It was supposed to be a 10 a.m. hearing that was normally going to last like 15 minutes. And instead he walks in the door. They end up being there for hours upon hours. And it just exploded and collapsed in court for a whole series of reasons that you just heard from Doug Burns and many others. 
So where do you think this is headed? Uh, Because I think now many in the media are starting to see that this is really unusual. Even a judge who was normally not this judge, but normally any judge in general we're talking, normally when they get a case like this, they just kind of rubber stamp it. And they go, okay, you know, we take it in good faith that the federal government has worked stuff out. We take it in federal, you know, in, in good faith that they've agreed to all the terms, understand all the terms, and that this is something that's not so unusual. Well, this judge clearly went, wait a minute. It also comes on the heels of what we talked about last night with that big bombshell that somebody called up the courthouse and, according to the allegation, posed as a member of Hunter Biden's defense team. uh, Rather, the other side, excuse me, posed as a member of Congress's basically legal team and said, hey, by the way, can you pull out those documents from the case uh, tied to the whistleblowers? So the federal judge doesn't need to see that. There's some personal information that shouldn't be out there in public. Can you pull it out? And the clerk was basically pulling it out. Then they actually retraced back and realized, well, no, it's not actually coming from Congress. That call actually came from instead came from Hunter Biden's legal team. And it the allegation is basically that the Hunter Biden legal team was posing as a member of Congress. That was the allegation. Now, they came out and said it was a misrepresentation, uh, you know, somehow confusion. Uh, it's not clear. But Congress seems to think that the Hunter Biden legal team was pulling a fast one and a judge doesn't like that. That doesn't help. That's sort of how it started. And then they go into court and the judge quickly goes, wait a minute. This seems a little inappropriate. And you're trying to lump this gun charge. You're trying to give him a slap on the wrist of this. This doesn't seem right. Thank goodness for the judge asking basic questions and inquisitive questions and saying, I'm not just going to take this on its face. This would have been a sham. And this, to me, is, I think, really dangerous for President Biden and anybody associated with any of these deals that he has done. you got Devin Archer, the good friend of Hunter Biden, coming in on Monday to testify. Boy, are the next few days and next few weeks going to be explosive in American history. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll take your calls when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno. He's your numero uno. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
It's the Rita Cosby Show. And wow, 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 what a day it was in a Delaware courtroom. Hunter Biden kind of swaggered in thinking, okay, this is going to be quick. There was even word that he was planning to do a press conference afterwards. You know, he rarely speaks, but he was planning to address the reporters. There was a throng of them outside all expecting what was going to happen in the plea deal. I said to you guys last night, let's hope that this judge has courage. And boy, did she display it today. She also displayed common sense and asked questions that should have been asked all along. Take a listen first off. Here is Congresswoman Nancy Mace from the great state of South Carolina. She's on the House Oversight Committee with also James Comer. And this is how she reacted to the news today in the Hunter Biden plea deal case when it fell apart. Hunter Biden, if you are watching this right now, you are not above the law and justice is coming for you today. Number one. Number two, the million dollar question here and everything that I read in the outcome of the court proceedings this morning is that what is he under investigation for? Is it for bribery? Is it money laundering? Is it for operating as a foreign agent illegally? What does it have to do with or is it all of the above? And then third, the third thing that Andy McCarthy touched on, too, is that it's very unusual for the government or any prosecutor to give away all their leverage by giving a sweetheart plea deal to somebody while you are actively investigating them. Uh, Why is that even happening in the first place? So um, we have a lot of questions at this point, but it looks like he's, uh, you know, being investigated and we want to know why. Yeah. And that was one of the big bombshells. Because remember, uh, they were basically saying, oh, yeah, he's under investigation. That's why we can't turn over documents to you, Congress, you know, with this whole deal. Yet today, the judge said, well, what are you investigating? Well, I can't tell you what we're investigating him for. So is it, again, foreign influence? Is it bribery? This really opened an enormous can of worms. And you could hear they are panicking and sweating at the 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue address tonight. The White House is in panic mode. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pete. Line two. Pete, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. I think that judge was listening to your show last night because you were spot on. You called all this before it happened. And uh, when, as soon as I started hearing it, I said, this is great. You know, I know. Is, and by the, the way, this is so amazing, Pete. I mean, this is rare. She did the right thing. But I'm glad, hopefully, she was listening to the Rita Cosby show. Yes. Well, that's number one listening is to your show because you are uh, reasonable. You tell the truth and you're right on, you know. So you actually called it. You know, the gun charge annoys me. There's all the charges. Uh, I'm not happy with him about, but the gun charge is a very serious thing. You know, I have a carry permit, but I hate to carry my gun. I carry it when I have to, but I, you know, it's a gun is a very dangerous thing. And also, you You know, know, the thing is, too, also, Pete, the other thing, too, is that regarding the gun charge, the irony of it all and the judge, obviously, it didn't escape her. She actually just recently sentence somebody it was a 34 year old man in that court in that same wilmington delaware courtroom for pretty much the same thing lying on a gun form which was essentially the charge 
that Hunter was facing. It's a felony. And she sentenced somebody, guess what, Pete, to five years. Five years behind bars for lying. The person had drug issues, just like Hunter, and lied on the gun form to say he did not have drug issues. That's what Hunter did. Hunter gets scot-free. Somebody gets five years. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a beautiful story coming from Weehawken, New Jersey, where two Port Authority police officers helped deliver a baby this week at the Lincoln Tunnel Toll Plaza in Hudson County. It was business as usual for one and a first-time experience for the other. Officer Timothy Josefczyk, and I bet he's Polish by that name, was first to arrive on the scene just before 9 a.m. when the panic driver and soon-to-be father, Nestor Gualpa, told him that his partner was in labor and was bleeding. So the officer arrived by her side. The baby was crowning, and he instructed the mother, Maria Marin, to keep pushing. And within three minutes, a healthy baby boy was born. The officer said he was so relieved when the baby cried and so happy that everyone is healthy. He also said that he, too, also hopes to be a dad one day soon. Shortly thereafter, Port Authority police officer Evan Butt arrived and assisted in the delivery of the afterbirth and the clamping of the umbilical cord before EMTs could arrive and take Marin and the baby to a local hospital. Now, Killian Aaron Gualpa Castano was born healthy and happy and weighed in at six pounds and nine ounces. And with nine years on the job, Officer Josefchik said he was very nervous when he showed up at the scene as this was his first time holding a newborn and his very first time helping with the delivery of one. However, for Officer Butt, who has prior prior experience in the Fire Department of New York as an EMT, this was his fifth time in assisting the delivery of a baby. Well, what a beautiful, beautiful story. Bravo to those two Port Authority police officers who helped deliver little Killian Aaron Gualpa Castano, who is healthy and happy. And again, six pounds, nine ounces. And what a great story of the terrific work our men and women in blue do every single day. Well, you guys know I'm a big supporter of law enforcement and also fair justice for all. 
And boy, it was not going to be if this sweetheart plea deal was signed off by a judge, which, by the way, typically happens. Judges usually take the prosecutor's word when a plea deal is reached. They say, "Okay, well, usually it's well thought out. There's a lot of angles. And it quickly imploded in court when she started to say, well, wait a minute. Are there other things that you, Justice Department, are looking into Hunter Biden for? And can you rule out, I mean, are you potentially looking at maybe him violating a Foreign Agent Act, acting as a foreign agent and not filing taxes, not identifying as one? Uh, yeah, that could be potentially one. It was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Are you saying that in this plea deal, you can't possibly be signing off and allowing him to be exempt on any future charges because, look, it looks like you haven't even investigated tens of millions of dollars that came in. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we're not saying that. And then it was like Sybil, Hunter Biden's team kind of clocked their head and went, wait, 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 wait. We thought by signing this, essentially, that you were giving us blanket immunity and that no other charges would come in the future. And that's when everything imploded. And basically, the judge said, well, clearly, you guys are on a different page. And there's obviously a lot of issues that are hanging in the balance here. And this clearly sent a panic to the White House. Here is, first of all, Congressman Mike Turner, uh, Republican. This is what he had to say earlier today. He said this development is a bombshell. Take a listen. Well, I think this is a reckoning day for President Biden where the truth is going to begin coming out. I mean, literally, these are documented payments from foreign entities, foreign investors that went into shell companies that Hunter Biden either controlled or, or had interest in and money and payments that were made then directly to the Biden family. Uh, as you unwind this, it looks like money laundering. It certainly looks like influence petting. It looks like bribes. Um, the, the facts of this are going to come out. And certainly today, as it begins to unravel, where they tried to put a lid on it um, and, and have no more scrutiny of Hunter Biden and his business transactions, uh, today is the day where it opens up the American public, turn to their television sets and say, we need answers. We need the truth of what are these payments and what was the president doing and what was Hunter Biden doing. And it is really bad news for Joe Biden. Uh, take a listen how Mike Turner describes it. Uh, what's extraordinary about what's happened today is this is the worst case scenario for President Biden, uh, where they where the Department of Justice thought that they were going to get just a rubber stamp walkthrough of Biden, where there would probably be very little um, mainstream media or broad media coverage of this issue. Uh, this case has been broken wide open. Now the American people are going to understand the extent to which there are, are not accusations, but actual documentation of payments that were made from foreign uh, investors, foreign entities that went through Hunter Biden, through shell companies. And the question goes, well, what is the president's involvement? What did he know and what did he receive? Um, that allows this investigation that's going to be occurring and ongoing in Congress to impact overall this attempt by the Department of Justice and its misconduct to get a sweetheart deal for Hunter Biden, who is at the center and core of all of this. And just as unseemly as it sounds, now we know that basically the Justice Department was clearly in cahoots with the Biden team, because even the judge said, wait, 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 wait. Basically, it was going to be a wink and a nod. You can't tell me that the Hunter Biden team just thought randomly that they would get basically blanket immunity. Clearly, there was an unwritten understanding that this was going to happen. But then when the judge exposed it publicly, I think they, the Justice Department had no way, as you just heard from Doug Burns, they basically had to admit 
uh, that, no, 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 we actually can't be doing this. We can't be giving somebody a blanket immunity tied to a gun charge that's normally a felony and these other charges with all these other ongoing investigations out there of Hunter Biden. They realize how stupid and how inappropriate it would have been. They basically had to admit, well, no, 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 we can't be doing that because we know ethically we really can't be doing that. So guess what? We're not going to do that. And then Hunter Biden's team went, wait a minute. Uh, essentially, that's not what you agreed to. So it basically blew the lid on everything. And how scary is that, that our Justice Department was clearly in bed with Hunter Biden on this deal? Take a listen to Congressman Mike Turner. This really shows, I think, uh, the breadth of the misconduct the Department of Justice has done. When you look at this plea deal, and not only is it a sweetheart deal, it goes beyond that. It even includes things that were troubling to the, to the judge. Um, it's not just preferential treatment. It looks like they're trying to pull a fast one on the court itself. Um, this deal also by the Department of Justice having allowed the statute of limitations to have run on the 2014 and 2015 uh, payments that Hunter had received would shield him from the scrutiny of where did these foreign payments come from and where did they go, which, of course, leads to the question of the president's involvement himself. And Senator Tom Cotton summed it up best. Listen to this one. When Joe Biden's Department of Justice and Hunter Biden's criminal defense attorney sit down at a table, those are not adversaries negotiating. Those are co-conspirators strategizing to try to pull a fast one over on the American people. Wow. This was a stunning day. And this could be the beginning of the unraveling of all the Biden bribery deals. We got Devin Archer coming up on Monday. The judge clearly is aware of that. Did the judge clearly is aware of the whistleblower's testimony? The FBI informant on that 1023 saw basically a fast one potentially being pulled by the Hunter Biden team last night, kind of posing. Uh, was the allegation to be a member of Congress on the team of the member of Congress? That wasn't true. Boy, this just looks so bad. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan, line seven. Stan, your thoughts about this. This is well, nuts. Well, it's interesting. And it's, oh, wait, no, Stan, it's more than interesting. I haven't said a thing yeah, yet. No, you're you already know, on me. Okay, go, go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead, Stan. No, because <laughs> I can tell you're going to try to, like, sweep this under the rug. But I go haven't ahead. said a thing yet. First of all, how are you tonight? <laughs> I'm doing well, Stan. How are you? Okay, now you can yell. Go. Okay, go. now. Now, let me, go ahead. I'll let you go. go ahead. No, no. I'll you're, give you about three I'm seconds. Let, you're the boss. Go ahead. I'll give you three seconds, then I'll yell. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. I love you, Stan. You go. Uh, I'm going to wait. I mean, then he has to plead not guilty, which is what he did, right? They then pleaded not guilty. He pleaded not guilty because he said, right. what, what he, this right. is interesting, Stan. I'm glad you brought that up because what happened was he clearly thought the deal was that he would get blanket immunity. And when he realized, uh, when the Department of Justice realized how stupid they looked and how improper it was that they couldn't give him blanket immunity, then he said, well, uh, then this isn't basically the deal we I agreed to, Hunter Biden and my team. They clearly, I, I don't blame him for trying to get the best deal. I would do it, and anybody would do that. Uh, I blame the Justice Department for agreeing to it and winking and nodding and being in cahoots with him. Well, and so when when they when they pulled the deal, I just want to explain to everybody because that's an important point you brought up, Stan. Um, that when when he actually uh, they basically said, well, then this isn't the deal we agree to. We're not agreeing to some piecemeal deal that leaves us exposed for future charges because he knows there could be other big charges, even bigger ones coming potentially. Well, then I'm going to plead not guilty. So, okay. so I just wanted to explain because that is a very important. No, it was an I important thing. That. 
Go ahead. I understand that. And uh, so now, uh, two two things. One, now they got to wait a month, right? That's what the judge said, a month. Yeah, the correct? judge said, let uh, we're going to give you 30 days. Both of you right. do your filings, okay. and then I'm going to review this some more. Okay, well, that's fine. But you got a bigger problem than this. Bigger problem at WABC. His name is Rudy Giuliani. Oh, you know what? what? He got caught. He actually didn't. He's in bigger trouble than you think. Actually, you know what, Stan? I I have to correct you big time on that. He actually is not. And I'll tell you why. What happened in that deal, uh, you actually opened a big can of worms because I'll explain to you why you're wrong again. On this particular case, what he basically did was not contest the issues. That doesn't mean he agrees to. From a legal perspective, a lot of people in the media actually got it wrong. And I talked to many legal experts today. What he essentially did was say, I'm not going to go into the facts of this case. Let's just move on and focus on other things. He didn't agree that he lied. That's where I think you think you're going to go. But go ahead, Stan, because you're obviously a better attorney than the the better constitutional experts out there. Enlighten us. Okay, the the two people that he destroyed in Georgia were absolute lies. And he, and he admitted to it. No, he didn't. He did, That's what I'm, I'm cr- saying. Stan, Stan, he actually did not. He actually did something which is essentially what you do in a legal case. If you don't want to like you basically say we're going to put it aside and we're going to focus on other issues. He didn't agree. It's a very different thing. He did not agree to lying, even though a number of the media are basically lying, saying that he did. But go ahead, since you obviously no, no, I, you're watching. It, it, I'm he just didn't telling contest you. contest it. That means that he agreed with it. It doesn't actually, from a legal perspective, Stan. A legal uh, uh, Stan, it's a big difference. Lawyers will tell you there's a strategy to doing that, which is very different than saying you lied. And I'm just telling you, for a fact, you are 1,000% wrong. But go ahead. Let's focus. It's actually a very important distinction. Legally, as you said, okay. But we all know. Can we focus on the Hunter Biden since you're wrong on the other? Go ahead. I'll focus on it. Please do. Please do because you're wrong on the other. Go ahead. No, I was not. But the point is. Yes, you were. But go ahead. Hunter, we got to wait a month. Okay. So far, I haven't. Again, we're talking about Joseph Biden because that's who they really want. You and I know that. They have still have got nothing. They're going after Hunter. And now, of course, the gentleman on Monday. Uh, what's his name? A Greg something? Uh, Devin name? Archer. Devin Archer. You know, he sounds like a detective. Yeah, it sounds Devin like Greg, Ar- but go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. Devin Archer, the detective. It sounds like one. Yeah, it does. Anyway. Actually, it does. Yeah, good it point. Does, yeah. But, yeah, go uh, ahead. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Is it would be a good name. Right. Yeah, the Devin, Devin Archer, Archer series. Criminal right. attorney. Criminal attorney. <laughs> right. Anyway, but the point is, uh, there is nothing so far on Joseph Biden at all. That's not and, correct. There's nothing to link him to. Not, I'm waiting for the tapes. You have mentioned it numerous times. Where are the recordings of him saying what he I, said? By the way, I would absolutely love to see those recordings. We need I, I, that you don't know that, Stan. Let me let me tell you what there is linking him. And and I do agree with you that I would like to see more. I always believe more is better and more information. There's no question. But for you to say there's nothing, uh, that's a fairy tale. Here are the facts. Devin Archer, who is about to testify on Monday, was on the board with Burisma. He is going to testify. He has said in the past that, and we'll see if he sticks to his story, that apparently he is aware Joe Biden was on the speaker 24 times, at least two dozen times, where he said, let me put you on the speaker, Dad. 
Uh, let me put my father on. He's right next to him. And Burisma, guys, we're going to fill you in on all the details. And let's just have my dad in. My dad's going to say hi. Hey, dad, by the way, these guys need help. And what a surprise. Then Joe flies to Ukraine. The prosecutor gets fired who's investigating Burisma. That's all coincidence. Stan, did you know that $10 million suddenly ended up on Joe Biden's tax returns as some sort of money he got on in 2017? Isn't that interesting? He didn't have a book deal that year. So, you know, I'd love to know what that $10 million showed up for. And then in addition to that, you have the WhatsApp message. I'm sitting next to my father. You have the IRS whistleblowers. There are so many things. You put this in court as an extremely compelling case, Dan. Do I think they need to at least get more details? 1,000%. But for you to say there's nothing there, that is so wrong. You impeached a president. You always say orange man bad. You don't like Trump. You impeached a president for looking into Joe Biden and these allegations of corruption against Biden. That's what Trump's deal was, that that he asked Zelensky. I'm understanding there's some corruption in Ukraine involving Biden. You impeached him for looking into it. And guess what? Here now you have the cat's meow where you actually see they are looking into, lo and behold, more corruption than Trump ever even imagined. So, you know what, Stan? It is a fairy tale. But I do like the word Devin Archer for a TV series. That's a good one. Thanks so much, Stan. Have a great night. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And we are taking your calls on this incredible historic day where the judge has thrown out the Hunter Biden plea deal. By the way, uh, you know that it's panic at the White House because the media was hammering Corinne Jean-Pierre today, the White House press secretary. We're going to talk about that in the next hour, as well as your thoughts about details on the deal. I'm glad I got to enlighten Stan because, boy, was he wrong on every single front. But at least he's consistent. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline, line six. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Before I make my point, I just have to thank you for enlightening the man from Forest Hills because he sings the same song all the rest of the Democrats do. When they're caught with their hands in the cookie jar, they change the subject. They don't want to focus on the facts and the issues. Yeah, did you and like he, how he calls up about Rudy after I fixed him, you know, on the first one? He's like, and then I had to correct him on Rudy. You know? He said the same thing the last time, another time he called you, he sang the same song. But he, he, you know what, Stan? Jacqueline, you know, though, I don't blame him because um, he's looking at like MSNBC or somewhere. Yeah. And that's all they do is like, it's like alternate universe. But that's But go right. ahead. But he should he should open up his mind and listen to other perspectives and other points of view. He says there's nothing on Joe Biden. There's no evidence. Where's the evidence? There's such a paper trail with regard to all the wire transfers and all the shell companies that the money was funneled through. There's your evidence, 
Mr. Stan from Forest Hills. But what I wanted to say was, I hope this is the beginning of the end for the Biden crime family. I hope this is what finally winds up taking every single one of them down and puts them in jail. And even even KJP, she she does the same thing. All the rest of them do. Change the subject. Nothing to see here. Let's move right along. And it's restored my faith, not only in humanity, but especially in the legal and the justice system that this judge stood up and did the right thing and made the right decision instead of just walking around it and backing away from it. Yeah, I agree, by the way. It did restore my uh, faith, too. I thought, you know what? It's the right thing to do, but it's so rare. I thought, you know what? Maybe she might put it on pause. Maybe she just says, hey, I need a little more time, which is sort of how it ended. But I thought it might start there. But she really, like, dismantled it um, and asked some really tough questions um, to both sides, you know, technically both sides, even though they seem to be in cahoots. Um, and they were in cahoots. But it's interesting. It, it does. It restores my, uh, you know, my sense of human decency that that maybe things are just so apparent um, that justice will prevail. Uh, Jacqueline, thanks so much. Let's go to Mike. Line one. Mike, your thoughts, my friend. Oh, Rita, unbelievable. You know, I'll tell you what. That's Stanley. Hey, Stanley, get your own show on the Internet, please. You, 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 you're nauseating. You really are. If you do, you'll have single-digit listeners, okay? Ugh. I mean, uh, I got to turn the volume down and listen to music when he's on. It's like <laughs> He had a good one, though. He, said, he did say, there's a rim shot. He did say Devin shot. Archer would be a good name for a TV series, and I, I agreed with that was the one yeah. thing I did agree. Mike, we just have a few seconds uh, left. Your thoughts about today, no, real okay. quick. That's okay. Joe Biden and Hunter, guess what? You're sweating bullets too bad. Uh, uh, and and uh, Barisma and all the other agencies who were involved with tens of millions, you're going down. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think this is the beginning of the end. Uh, and I think a lot of stuff is going to unravel. We're going to talk about more after the break. Thanks, Mike. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita, cause your perfume is smelling sweeter. Since when I saw you down on the And wow, oh wow, has it been an incredible and probably historic day in America and especially in American justice. And I say that because this was an unprecedented, really incredible moment uh, that a judge actually derails the Hunter Biden sweetheart plea deal that we all knew clearly showed favoritism to President Biden's son, Hunter, clearly was a slap on the wrist, uh, clearly was going to basically sweep other potential charges under the rug to basically give him immunity. Hunter Biden was ready to say, OK, I'm going to plead guilty to these two minor misdemeanors, uh, you know, diversion, basically, in terms on the gun charge, no felony there. And basically, all right, case closed. Let's just move on. Nothing to see there. You don't have to look into any of my finances. You don't have to look into anything else tied to my father, my family. Let's just all move on. 
Well, it wasn't that easy for Hunter Biden. And thank goodness this heroic, gutsy judge did the right thing. A lot of times these judges just basically do a rubber stamp and say, "Okay, well, prosecutors and defense, you came to an agreement. All right, let's just move on. Everything's fine. But the judge said, wait a minute. Look at all the headlines. She sees all the news that we all see. There are clearly a lot of really serious questions, whether it's the IRS whistleblowers, whether it's that FD 1023, that, you know, uh, FBI informant document that really is explosive, saying that the Burisma guy basically has audio recordings and felt extorted, essentially, from Hunter Biden and his father. There's so many questions here on so many different levels. You got Devin Archer, the good friend of Hunter Biden and Burisma board member. He's about to testify and apparently blow the lid that Joe Biden was on speakerphone when a number of these business associates of Hunter were in the room. So there's a lot of serious questions here. And the judge clearly saw a lot of the things that are in the news also saw some funny business and said, wait a minute, you know what? This seems awfully inappropriate. This seems like I can't really base it on any precedent, this kind of decision that you're making. It seems highly unusual. Let's walk through it. And that's when everything fell apart. So I say, first off, bravo to the judge for asking the right questions that often, by the way, a lot of times judges do not ask. And two, thank goodness that at one moment, because I have a lot of suspicions about this guy, David Weiss, the U.S. attorney and the Justice Department for the way they've handled this. But at least there was this one moment when the judge basically turned to the Justice Department and said, you know what? Um, I just have to ask you, are you still investigating Hunter Biden for other things? They had to say yes, because that's what they've told Congress. And they said, yeah, uh, could it be potentially for violating, you know, the Foreign Agent Act? Uh, yeah, it could be. Uh, and wow, as soon as you heard that, it was like, whoa, 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 the dams are about to break. And there is clearly panic now at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, because right now what they were hoping to sweep under the rug and nothing to see here like they did before the last election. Remember suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story? Now it is in full war, you know, view, just like his videos for the whole world to see. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. First off, here is Carl Rove, who certainly spent a lot of time at the White House, and this is how he evaluated today's decision, say it is damning for the Biden family. This is the absolute worst outcome for the Biden White House. Uh, the plea deal, which, uh, you know, they've been sort of uh, suggesting that this is going to bring it all to conclusion, uh, is blown up. Uh, it's going to make people, uh, more people look at it and say that was a special deal cut for the, for the son of the, of the president of the United States. Uh, and, and particularly the overreach mm-hmm. of his attorneys asking for broad immunity on future tr- potential charges uh, is, uh, is going to be a sticking point as well. The, nothing, the, the, nothing, I can't imagine a scenario that is worse for, for President Biden than what happened today in Wilmington. And... Carl Rove is usually pretty measured. And for him to say that, that is extremely uh, powerful and compelling. And it was so bad that Corinne Jean-Pierre knew that she was just going to get flooded with questions. I feel bad for her. I don't think she's good at her job, first off. Not like Circle Back Saki, who at least was pretty good 
You know, even she used to know how to circle like your head would spin like Sybil. You know, I'd be like, all right, it's like word salad. You know, like it was like in the salad bar. You know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me throw out some peppers and tomatoes all in one thing. You're like, whoa, where's this all coming from? And none of it made any sense. But somehow she kind of confused you. Where Corinne Jean-Pierre just looks like, oh, God, I got to get out here again today. So I do feel sorry for her because it's really hard to be the face and the voice of right now what looks like an administration unraveling before our eyes on some extremely serious charges. And by the way, for impeachment, and we're not there yet. The Republicans would say they are not there yet, but they are talking about maybe it rising to the level of an inquiry to get more details. Impeachment typically is on the grounds of high crimes and misdemeanors. By the way, being a traitor to your country and that kind of activity and basically selling out your country for money is probably one of the most serious high crimes that could be in the impeachment proceeding. Anything you ever thought about Trump, and I'm talking to you, Stan, and Fuzzy Teddy, and all of you guys out there, all of the different things that they were alleging about President Trump pales in comparison to what we know already about President Biden. And this is absolutely damning. Take a listen first off, because Corinne Jean-Pierre knew she was going to get flooded with questions today. The White House knew that they were going to be bombarded, that it looked so bad. You know, it was panic. They wanted this deal to go through. They wanted to be able to say if something else came up tied to Hunter Biden or Joe Biden in the future, that at least Hunter could say, uh, well, you know what? Given uh, my immunity deal, we can it kind of tied to my tax thing. And I already pled misdemeanor guilty, uh, you know, on these two charges. So you can't really double jeopardy. Go after me again. He thought he had cover. And now he is standing like the emperor has no clothes. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre today leading her press briefing with what she knows she had to say. Take a listen. Now, I know many people have been following the news in Delaware today and have and we're going to have a lot of questions. And so here's what I'll say at the top before I turn it over to uh, my colleague, the Admiral. Hunter Biden is a private citizen, and this was a personal matter for him. As we have said, the president, the first lady, they love their son and they support him as he continues to rebuild his life. This case was handled independently, as all of you know by the Justice Department under the leadership of a prosecutor appointed by the former president, President Trump. So for anything further, as you know, and we've been very consistent from here, I'd refer you to the Department of Justice and to Hunter's representatives, uh, who is his legal team, obviously, who can address any of your questions. And I can't say any more, but she know, you know, when like usually they lead the press conference with, um, you know what? Uh, I want to talk about trash in front of the White House today. And people are like, oh, wait, wait, wait. There's this plea deal that was thrown out. You know, it's bad when she knew she had to kind of take it head on and start the briefing with making that statement. And I think she thought, OK, well, everyone's going to move on to talk about something else today. But the reporters did not want to move on. And that's why I say to you, this is the beginning of the end of Biden's presidency, because today we finally saw the mainstream media. And I have been in the White House press briefing room many a time. Remember, I covered White House for Fox News. 
I was at Fox News for 10 years, senior correspondent in Washington. I covered White House. I have been in that room many a time. And you can feel the vibe in the press room when something big is breaking and something big is happening. You can see it by the type of questions. And it's been even much more transparent in recent years where you see the press. Some of them ask one or two questions about it. Maybe the conservative media. And then the rest of them want to talk about, you know, the price of chili in Zimbabwe. You know, it's like, uh, what does that have to do with this huge news today? Well, today, almost every single question was about the change in messaging from the White House, how they're trying to now, like, say, well, Joe Biden never really essentially said uh, that uh, he doesn't know anything about his son's business deals. Basically, now we're saying he wasn't involved in his son's business deals. And we're not changing our story. Oh, no, no, no. You are a damn liar. You are a damn liar, White House. And I say that to you because guess what? In the modern age, everything's on tape. And there are so many tape recordings over and over and over again where you see Joe Biden saying, no, I don't know anything about my son's foreign business deals. I've never talked to my son about business. We've always done a separate line. Nobody believed it, but he has clearly lied, at least to the American public. He hasn't been called under oath. So he could say, oh, well, I I didn't. What is it? The definition of is is like we went through with, you know, Bill Clinton years ago. I think they are starting to play the word salad that maybe the Bill Clinton team is like advising him to do. Because, listen, even the media, and I'm talking CBS, NBC, ABC, all the media today was hammering Corinne Jean-Pierre, saying, what are you talking about? You have changed your story. This is clearly a double standard. How bad does this look now that Hunter Biden's plea deal has unraveled? That's why I say the press has turned on this president, and I don't see it coming back. Take a listen. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, and here she is being asked by a reporter, again, about the word salad, about whether Biden had ever said that he didn't know anything about his son's business deals and why they're changing the story now. Take a listen. Earlier this week, you said the president was never in business with his son. But can you say specifically that the president did not have discussions of any kind with Hunter I appreciate the question. I've been asked this question multiple times in different variations in different ways. As you mentioned, I was asked this question multiple times on Monday. Nothing has changed. I don't have anything to add to what I stated on Monday. And here's a little more from another reporter. Take a listen. Months ago, you said that nothing has changed when you were asked about the president's previous remarks on his son's business dealings. But the language has, in fact, changed. So I just want to clear this up once and for all. The president has previously said that he has never discussed overseas business dealings with his son. But the White House now says that the president has never been in business with his son. So why the updated language? Which statement is true? Or is this semantics? And they're both true. Uh, As I stated on Monday, when I was asked this question multiple times, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed on this. Nothing has changed on this. Uh, And so could ask me a million different ways uh, on this question. Nothing has changed. The only reason I, I ask yeah. is because the White House and the the President Circle, you know, that language does seem to be somewhat different. I didn't know if there was any distinction there. And here is Corinne Jean-Pierre not too long ago saying this. 
Uh, Chairman James Comer today says that the Oversight Committee, excuse me, has evidence that the President in the past communicated directly with foreign business associates of his son Hunter Biden many times. Curious if the White House and the President still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even uh, spoken to his son about his business. So I've been, I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The President ha was never in business with his son. I just don't have anything else to add. Never in business with his son. That's the new version, but very different than what the president himself had to say over the last few years. He said this over and over again. Here is a little bit of just a couple snippets of what clearly is a lie. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and, and the government. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business? Yes, I stand by that statement. Yes, I never discussed it. There'll always be a wall, and I stand by that statement. Joe Friday is a Joe liar. 1-800-848-9222, and we'll take your calls when we come back. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, nobody, it seems like, on Capitol Hill believes that the president had a wall, as he claims, between him and his son. And again, remember how close he and his son are and also, have you noticed how the son has been spending a lot of time around the president of late? Uh, either that is arrogance and smugness, like, okay, I'm just going to kind of flaunt it in front of all of you. Or some people are even suspecting maybe keeping an eye on him and keeping him close uh, because he is such a rogue individual with a lot of bad habits. And maybe because he knows how bad it looks and a lot of questions about his own finances that he wants to kind of keep his son close, keep a tight leash on him, if you will. Come on, son, let's go on Air Force One. Keep an eye on him. Secret Service, don't let him go to the bathroom by himself, basically. 1-800-848, or maybe you do want him to go by to the bathroom by himself based on his record. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mary Beth, line six. Mary Beth, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. Um, I don't want to be flippant here, but I think uh, that the young Mr. Biden finally gets it, that he's in big trouble. You know, and I think you're right. They have him around the White House so they can keep an eye on him. And if he's still living there, I imagine when he got back there tonight or 
today, he was scrummaging around those little cubby holes outside the situation room, wondering if anybody left any white powder there again. Ah, very interesting, Mary Beth. By the way, isn't that, you know, it is kind of, it is still so fishy, the whole, I'm glad you also brought up the cocaine, because the fact that they never solve that is just, it's hard to, it's inconceivable. Uh, you know, and I've been at the White House many a time. It is inconceivable uh, that they didn't figure that out. And it's really fascinating. I think there's an arrogance. And I think clearly he walked into this hearing today thinking everything was peachy keen. And you could tell the White House is in panic mode uh, because they had Corinne Jean-Pierre come out with the statement. And every time she was asked a question, it was like, uh, 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 uh. Um, they are clearly worried, as they should be, because now suddenly the floodgates are open and the Republicans on Capitol Hill now have to hurry up and see what they can put together and and see if there are audio tapes out there. See what Devin Archer says. See what he can pinpoint. I, w- I would ask so many questions of this Devin Archer guy. What do you think real quick, Mary Beth? Uh, I agree with you 100 percent. And the thing is, For so long, it's been so easy to become downtrodden and just throw up your hands and say, no, they have it out for our side. Well, now it looks like the tide has turned and the tide is coming in for Hunter Biden. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a really powerful story coming from Jacksonville, Florida, where two local Jacksonville pool companies are stepping up to help a veteran couple who said that their pool build was just abandoned. After paying over $100,000 to a company, Durand and Del Trio Lee's pool is still a concrete shell after almost two years after a company started construction but never finished it. So a company called Blue Haven Pools has offered to plaster the Lee's pool for free. Another company also gave a free assessment and offered to finish project management and also do a screened-in porch. Now, the general manager of Blue Haven Pools, his name is Dan Quintel, said, quote, I reached out because we saw a story about them in the media And we felt compelled to reach out because it was a Navy couple and our workforce is made up of, well, we have many employees who are veterans as well. And we certainly didn't like to hear someone who served our country left high and dry. Well, the couple said that they are so thankful that so many people have reached out to help and are excited to hopefully be sitting poolside in the next few months. Del Trio Lee said, quote, These companies, and especially the two that really stepped up, well, they are standing up for the community. It's almost like they're military. They're standing up, protecting, serving. They see us struggling, and they're like, what can we do? That's the way. Duval proud, Duval, which is the part of Florida where they live. How beautiful is that? And congrats. And also how wonderful to see these companies and the community really stepping up 
to help this great patriotic couple, especially to give them some sunshine. Boy, you could use uh, a pool right now with the heats that are taking place across this country. Well, we are talking about the sweetheart plea deal that fell apart and unraveled right before Hunter's little eyes there today in court in Wilmington, Delaware. And you know things are bad. Again, when Corinne Jean-Pierre, who already is not the uh, best press secretary ever, to put it mildly, uh, she was just bombarded with questions today from all different media. And one of the things that's part of an aspect of this plea deal, there's two misdemeanor counts uh, that he was going to plead guilty to on tax charges. They only deal with taxes from 27, 2018, and 2019. They don't deal with the ones before that that were much more significant in terms of money, tens of millions of dollars. And also, remember, originally the whistleblower said that there were felonies recommended for Hunter Biden. Suddenly they went away, and he was allowed to agree to some slap-on-the-wrist misdemeanor. He was also going to be put in basically a diversion program for the gun charge. Now, the gun charge is also really serious. Obviously, the money charges, too. But the gun charge is also really serious. That is a felony. Typically, it's an automatic felony. And in fact, this particular judge just gave a 34-year-old guy with basically the same circumstances Hunter because he lied on his gun form when he got the gun. He shouldn't have gotten the gun. He got it illegally. And he said on the gun form, I have never, I'm not, you know, having problems with drugs. I've never had a problem with drugs. He's had a problem with drugs by his own admission. He wrote about it in the book. He's talked about it in the video. He's been very open about what a druggie he is. So he absolutely lied on the form, which again would normally be a felony. So there's a lot of questions here. And the one thing that I have always said, about this whole issue with Joe Biden. Think about the irony of it all. This is Joe Biden and the Democratic Party that is pushing to get 87,000 new IRS agents out there to go after everybody in America, but not his son. And also, Joe Biden has made gun issues and gun violations and seizing guns, basically, a, a big attribute of his White House. He has really taken it as the major issue for him, gun crimes, someone lying on their gun form, throw the book at them. Somebody who used an illegal gun, throw the book at them. It's legal, still take the gun away. He has been so hardcore about guns. So think about the irony of it all, that now here is his son, and he gets a cakewalk. He gets a deal that nobody in America would have ever gotten. And that's why this is just so incredible. And today, because this case fell apart and the judge was so circumspect and so suspicious about this case, it really spotlighted just how ludicrous the deal was, which we all know, but a lot of other Americans maybe didn't even realize. And now suddenly the other media is like having some epiphany, like, oh, wow, whoa, 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 wait, whoa, wait, whoa, wait. So today in the press room, they were asking Corinne Jean-Pierre on the gun issues, too. And take a listen, because they said, wait a minute, you first are changing your story now that President Biden didn't know anything about his son's business deals. Now it's he wasn't involved in business. Uh, You can just see already, again, where that one's going. They're totally trying to, like, change the story. And now they were also asking the obvious question. Let's talk about the gun charge. Take a listen to this exchange with the reporter. This is cut number eight with Corinne Jean-Pierre. 
But again, the president, when the senator crafted gun legislation, as a president, he talks often about the need to get illegal firearms off of our streets. So when someone possesses one illegally, what does the president believe should happen to them? The president has been very clear. You just laid out where his position has been, what his policies have been, what he was able to pass into law. I'm going to be very mindful here. I'm going to be very careful because I see where this question is going. And I'm just going to refer you as this has been an independent investigation. It's overseen by the Department of Justice. I'm going to let them speak to this as they are moving forward. She wouldn't even answer, like, is Joe Biden against guns? That is basically the question. It was a really great question from the reporter. You know, she wouldn't even answer because she knows the obvious thing is, oh, yeah, he thinks nobody should have illegal guns. Well, then the next question is, so what about his son? You know, I mean, it was like it's like she can't answer any question now because there's so much uh, bad habits. That's a nice way to say and crimes uh, with Hunter. So then the reporter goes back at her. Listen to this one. President Biden has spent most of his political career working on gun laws, on gun reform. Does he believe that someone who is charged with possessing a firearm illegally should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law? So here I'm going to be, uh, I think I know where this question is going. uh, And I'm just going to continue to say, as it relates to the case that we're seeing in Delaware, I'm just going to not speak to that. Uh, it is an independent matter. This is up for the Department of Justice. Even with the question that you're asking me, it's up to, uh, it's up to, it's a, it's one of those legal criminal matters, and it's up to that process, that legal process. I'm just not going to speak to it here. Yeah, I can't talk about gun charges. I can't talk about anything that might even slightly resemble uh, what the son of the president is doing. I, I mean, she barely is going to be able to talk about anything because Hunter did a lot. So here is what Jonathan Turley had to say, Uh, and this really sums it up. The great constitutional law professor said this is devastating to the Biden family, not just Hunter Biden, but the Biden family. This agreement has been years in the making, and for it to fall apart uh, is to create an uncertainty that will make many people in Washington distinctly uncomfortable. Yeah, because guess what? Now maybe they can go to Hunter and say, hey, Hunter. Uh, you want to like share all the other details because maybe the judge is not going to agree to any shape or form of this plea deal. Maybe it's just going to be an open-ended thing and he's just going to have to wonder when the FBI raids his home at a pre-dawn raid. I'm being facetious because you know that ain't going to happen. Uh, maybe they'll get the uh, Trump treatment with guns drawn at the property at 6 a.m. looking for classified documents. Let's see when that happens. one 800 848 too. Let's go to Tony, line six. Tony, your thoughts. What an unbelievable day this has been. It's it's really been, you know, a day where I really take pride in the judicial justice system. I have to be honest, all joking aside, we've been joking through all of this to get through it, but it's actually a very scary thought to think that you have such a corrupt government in your country. But I say kudos to the judge because here's what she did. I think she realized that she, she pointed out, as you said, the things about the agreement that weren't right. And then she said, hey, wait a minute. You know, I'm sure she read the, the whistleblower statement. And I'm sure 
that's where she started thinking about, ah, what about the Foreign Agents Registry Act stuff? Did you guys, is, this, is that part of this? Is this what you were holding out for? So now she's thinking to herself, you know, there's been investigations in, in the House. Uh, I'm in for something really big here, and, and I'm not going to ruin, you know, my reputation on what's going to blow up. And honestly, that's what I think happened because she didn't even say much about the phone call that we were all stirred up about last night. And that got brushed under the carpet pretty quickly. So my thought is that I think she realizes that like Watergate, she's not stupid. The people have been talking about Watergate that internally, Rita, we have no controls inside the White House to reach out to him and anyone. There's so much disunity in our government right now. And she's saying, you know what? I'm seeing funny things here in this whistleblower statement that it's too much for me. And I see that I'm going to start here. You guys, she didn't even, she said, we're going to start from scratch here on this agreement. So she has to come up with some sort of number one from the way I see it. She has to come up with something that addresses these Hunter Biden charges that are now. And then she has to say, What's going to happen with this? And I think she's saying, I can't really do all this right now because one is connected to the other. And so this is going to be pretty interesting. But she's saying the big picture, Rita, that we've been talking about. Yeah, thousand percent. I I 1000 percent agree. And it is interesting that she didn't bring up the other. Uh, She's probably, you know, saying uh, that I'm going to give, you know, the Hunter Biden defense team the benefit of the doubt Uh, They claim it was just basically an honest mistake, um, you know, that it was a misinterpretation uh, by the clerk. So let's just sort of let that slide. Uh, But, you know, in the back of her head, she's like, oh, wait a minute. And then she's seeing all these other things that in and of themselves clearly are so transparent. And, And the other thing, too, Tony, I thought about what I just brought up to you, too, that this very judge, very, very judge, uh, just sentenced somebody who had a pretty similar thing to Hunter Biden. And I don't even think had the tax issues, just the gun stuff alone to five years in prison just for basically what Hunter Biden did. So she's kind of going to herself. And there was a moment in court where she said to the Justice Department prosecutors, uh, wait a minute, is there any precedent for this kind of a deal here? And they had to say no. <laughs> I No, there isn't. Because guess what? There isn't. They were forced to concede that this was uh, a once in a blue moon, once in a, uh, you know, once in a lifetime deal, basically, uh, that they've never seen before, that they've probably themselves never cut before either. And that's why it was so stunning. Uh, So the judge blew the lid on it. Uh, Bravo to her. And I agree with you. Uh, a, A better sense of justice today, I think, for everybody in America. Tony, thank you. Let's go to Jim. Line five. Jim, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. I think you nailed it right on the head. This is treason. You know, what he's done to this country since he got in the White House, you know, and I, and I think Obama's behind a lot of it and the Chinese. I think Rudy said when all said and done, they're going to come up to about $100 million that the Bidens took in. Just $31 million from the Chinese alone that they know of. These are just transfers, never mind cash deals, you know, and backroom cash deals. Yeah, actually, Jim, you bring up a great point. We don't know what else we don't know. Um, and you're right. Comer is kind of suspected at the end of the day. It actually may end up pretty close to what you brought up. He says tens of millions of dollars. That's just what they know. And that's why I think the Devin Archer stuff is so damning. 
because if the Devin Archer testimony, he was right there. I mean, that's why they have got to be panicking right now. And that's why they would have loved to have had this deal cut before Devin Archer testifies. So here now, Devin Archer goes and testifies. And if he testifies to what they expect, he will say that he has apparently said before that he was personally aware of at least two dozen times where Joe was on the speaker phone and where indeed there was also a meeting where he was present where there were Burisma executives talking about these deals, saying we need help, Joe, basically, uh, and others present. Um, And not only just if he can prove it, you know, maybe there's pictures, maybe there's videotape, maybe there's documents. Maybe he can say, hey, here's the game that we played. We went to this LLC, then we went to this LLC, then we went to this LLC. Um, He could be just a flood of information And he apparently was deep inside on all the deals. So this is why this moment uh, could very much be a precipice in this case. Uh, Jim, thanks so much. When we come back, everybody, we're going to continue with your calls on this unbelievable, extraordinary day in American justice. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, it has been a wild day. What do you make of the developments? And especially as the calls for an impeachment inquiry of the President of the United States are intensifying. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eddie, line eight. Eddie, your thoughts. Okay, Rita. I'm so glad to call in Stan show today. <laughs> Sorry, Stan, but oh, oh, stay the good, the bad, and the ugly. You love to ugly. hate him. <laughs> good, the bad, and the ugly. Sometimes you get a little ugly. Read, I don't, I don't like that. But uh, yeah, hey, hey, I love how you love Stan. You know, I do. We're, you we're know, there, there, and, there's something kind of lovable, you know, and he's a veteran. So I always, and, and you know what, I always love uh, hearing from all sides. There's something lovable about him. Well, you're right. Yeah, we're Ameri- it's, it's American. We're all allowed to have a voice. That's you know, that's for sure. Well, for sure. For sure. Now, now you look at um, Hunter and Joe. You said somebody said there's a wall between them, so they really don't know business wise. That's what Biden himself has claimed. President Biden has claimed. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I think he misspoke. I think he meant to say that it's not between them that they're standing on it, and I think it's the Great Wall of China, Rita. Ah, um, you even, know what? Even Mitch, even Mitch McConnell today. It looked like he was affected. Did he have a TIA? And they had to walk him off. Uh, yeah, he, by the way, it, you know, you bring up an interesting point. He just froze today in the press conference yeah. suddenly for, apparently he's doing okay. He did return, um, and but he did freeze suddenly for 23 seconds, and he said he just felt faint um, and came back later. He's had, obviously, a number of health problems of late. Um, but thank goodness he's okay. But it was he was literally in the middle of his words. If you haven't seen it, it was bizarre. And then suddenly just froze uh, for like 23 seconds. Everyone's like, uh, it was mid-sentence. 
Um, and he did come back later and take questions and said, thank goodness he's okay. So I'm glad you brought that up, Eddie. Um, thank you very much, Ed. I love you and always appreciate the calls, my friend. Uh, let's go to Thomas, line seven. Thomas, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, thank God for your program. You know, I'm, I'm really concerned that Devin Archer better have good bodyguards this weekend because we wouldn't want to see him go the way of Seth Richards and Jeffrey Epstein. And also, Rita... By, by the way, by the way, I agree with you that there is such uh, pressure on Devin Archer now. Um, and you can imagine what's going on uh, behind the scenes that we don't know of, because you're right, now that this deal has fallen apart, uh, it's even, uh, the, the eyes are even much more on, on Devin Archer. Go ahead, Thomas. Yeah, Rita, do you know how you afford a beachfront mansion in Rehoboth Beach on Senate, vice president, and president salary? It's really easy. You have 19 shell companies with money coming in from all our adversaries all over the world. That's how you afford it. Well, you know what? Uh, Also, by the way, uh, Biden was living uh, after the vice presidency. I believe he was living in Al Haig's old house. It's a mansion in McLean, Virginia, and it costs about twenty to twenty five thousand dollars a month to rent. Um, And how do you pay that on a vice president's salary? Uh, you 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 bring up some tremendous points, and apparently, um, Brett Tolman, former federal prosecutor, who I just did a podcast with, it's going to go up later this week. Thomas, he was reminding me that on 2017, on Joe Biden's tax form, he suddenly wrote like a 10 million dollar uh, income that he got in. Where where was that from? I don't remember him getting some big book deal or other things that year. Uh, there are some enormous questions here tonight, and you're right; that could be the way. The money kind of came in, uh, and we may get to the bottom of it very soon if that's the case, Thomas. Uh, let's go to Norm, line six. Norm, your thoughts? Yeah, hi, Rita. Um, look, I, I'm a uh, NRA Life member, and I believe in the Second Amendment, but a drug addict who lies on his gun form to get a, an illegal handgun should be doing time in jail. Um, that's the way it was here, and that's the way it is in New York. If you, you know, I remember under Bloomberg, if you get caught with an illegal handgun, you get three years in the can. And guess what, Norm? Also, uh, you also not only should you lie, not lie on the form, you shouldn't throw it up in a dumpster uh, near a school. That's also not a good idea. Wow. Great points, Norm. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.